1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I'm joined by my guy, my best friend, the rogue one, Mr. Gary Widder, or should I call you Spartan 117. Gary, how's it going, my guy?
0: I I feel like more like Spartan R.I.P., the way I've been playing. (laughs) It's not... It's not, it's not been great. Let me tell I'm going to tell you about my adventures in, in multiplayer. but yes. Hello. Well, uh, good to be back with you, Mike. As, as you know, we record this on a Friday. It goes out Saturday morning, but here we are. What is it? Like three 41 PM on a Friday afternoon. And by the time we wrap up, it's usually around five that we officially go into TGIF mm-hmm. mode. It's a great way to kick off the weekend talking about video games.
1: It, it is the perfect way to end the week, Gary. You know, you and I, we are coming back after holiday break so we'll talk about our holiday we'll talk about the break eating big for Thanksgiving and hopefully playing a lot of games but it's always fun to get back out of break mode try to get the wheels turning again at work and at school and at the fun stuff that you have and uh, you know we're at the end of the first week and I'm sure everybody's tired and they want to go right back to break and win that just hard period whether you're at school or back at work now you got to go for three straight weeks until we can get to the Christmas holiday break you know Gary and this is the hardest part of the year, right here, to get through this.
0: Everyone's everyone gets senioritis this time of the year, Mike, and I get it big time. Like as soon as you get into Thanksgiving, I I, I I'm kind of checked out until the end of the year. Somebody posted on Twitter the other day; I thought it was funny. It's like, Happy! Let's circle back after the holiday season <laughs> to everyone. I was like, Yep, that's the catchphrase. That's the. Now, phrase think about the it right question. now. Talk to me January fifth or something like that. But right now, right now, I'm tuning out.
1: I'm feeling it, Gary. But the cool part is, is we get a nice little treat here. Next week, of course, Halo Infinite will drop. It's hard to believe that we're here, Gary. We're going to talk about a Game Pass update, and it's it, it feels almost unreal uh, to see Halo Infinite on the Game Pass roster to think it's been six years since Halo 5 when we finally get to jump into the campaign of Halo Infinite starting off next week. Of course, we've been playing the multiplayer, which I know you and I, we're going to go wild on and talk about today. I actually have brought up your stats for the Halo multiplayer, so we're going to talk about Oh, God, about have you?
0: Years. Yep. Where would you uh, go for that Halo waypoint?
1: Uh, Halotracker.com is where I oh want you God, to go. This is, this is uh, embarrassing.
0: You're, really? You're going to let me do this? this?
1: We're going to we're gonna talk about your stats, but of course, this week on the podcast, we're going to talk a lot about Halo, and we're going to talk about some other Xbox news that all the best friends need to know about. But, you know, to kick off the show, I always like to keep it fun, Gary. I like to get you in Paris chatting it up, having a good time with me, and there's something that you put out last week during the holiday break that I think all of us want to know about. And we want to ask you some questions because you're the big Hollywood screenwriter. And of course, there's a lot of things that could have been out in the ethos that you've created. But you put out on Twitter, Gary, with a Mirror's Edge episode 101 catalyst, a fun little script right there showing off what could have been why don't you tell me and the best friends what the heck this was all about?
0: I didn't know you were going to bring this up. And there's actually really not that much <laughs> I can say beyond what I, what I showed. Every now and again, I go through my, you know, my projects folder. And 90, the life of a screenwriter um, and, you know, maybe any creative person is like 99% of the stuff that you work on never really sees the light of day. That's certainly true in my business. For every, like, thing of mine that you see a movie that's released or a book that's published or whatever, there's like 50 others or 100 others that didn't quite make it across the finish line. So there's a little more heartbreak in this business creatively than there is, you know, mm, moments yes. of, of triumph and victory. And every, every now and again, you know, I look through my, my, uh, my projects folder and there's stuff in there that I worked on that got made and was well received. And that's very satisfying, but 95% of it is stuff that I spent hours, days, weeks, months, years working on, but which never saw the light of day. And, you know, other than maybe some interesting stories along the way, was kind of a big waste of time because if it never ends up in front of an audience what was the point point? and so every now and again I'll, I'll post a little tidbit of something that i worked on that never saw the light of day and yeah several years ago i worked um on uh, there was a production company that had the rights to make a tv series out of the mirror's edge wow games the ea dice games And i've always loved those mirrors edge games i always thought there was potential for something there they're very cinematic you know very kind of fast moving you know just very cool aesthetic futuristic and sleek and has something to say about, you know, kind of, you know, government control of the population. And there's some interesting themes there, storytelling wise. And I thought I could do something with it. So yeah, I wrote a pilot, which the company liked. And, um, you know, just like, again, 99% of other TV pilots that get written in Hollywood, it never made it across the finish line. But I was just thinking about the other day, and it was, I was, I was um, fondly reminded of, I'm paging back through, it, going, oh, this is actually not that bad. I'm kind of bummed out that it never got made. I should stop looking in my old folders because nothing, oh. nothing but a trail of tears.
1: Heartache right there, Gary. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I know, of course, everybody out there in the Twitterverse was very excited and asking you questions about that and what could have been. I know. There's I got to stop that.
0: doing that because all these people you know, are <laughs> responding. going, Oh, I'd love to see that. I'm like, I know. Right. And it just makes me feel even worse. Oh,
1: Gary, it's like that. <laughs> well, of course, it is always fun to talk with you about that because it is such a secretive thing, right? You can't share the projects that you've been working on or you've worked on in the past, but then there's always some times where you can open up just a little bit. And that's where I kind of want to ask you to kick off the episode. Of course, we have you, Gary. You know, you're the rogue one. You know Hollywood. You've written all these incredible scripts, all of these things that have come to light and maybe haven't been. But on the flip side, I guess my two questions would be, one, if you could write anything, uh, a comic, a novel, uh, a movie, a TV show about a certain video game or maybe an Xbox franchise, is there one that you'd be willing to share and tell us about that you would want to do your dream, or is that like something you have to keep close to your hip, Gary?
0: You know, the the, the funny thing about it is when when I actually when when I'm actually engaged in the work that I'm doing, it's not like an idle thing to speculate about. Like you know, and I, I guess someone who doesn't work in the business could say, "Oh, I'd love to do this or that," but when it mm-hmm. but there's there is potentially anything out there that I might say, there's actually like at least a semi-realistic chance that it could come up one day because, you know, these projects come along all the time. I could tell you, I, I'm not going to, but I could tell you things that I've worked on that would make your hair stand on end, uh, but I'm not allowed to because of NDAs. And, you know, I have to be very secretive about, um, all that stuff, but yeah, it's, um, there's, it, there's, there's definitely a handful of, of, um, of Xbox things over the years that, um, have caught my eye in terms of there's some potentially interesting storytelling here as you as you may know i actually worked on halo briefly i was a story consultant on I do i do know game um and came up with some of the stuff that ended in ended up in the finished game that was really you know again just to sit around the table with the people that kind of steer the ship creatively in the halo franchise was that was just fun to do just sit around spitballing hey what if, what if master chief does this it's just mm. it's just really really fun to be in those rooms um, and so I don't know, again, I, I hesitate to say anything cause I don't want to, you know, I don't want to jinx something that I might want to do one day or might actually already be doing. Um, so yeah, i got to keep my powder dry on that one. I, I like that. keep it dry. At least on my side, I get to speculate, <laughs> right? I get to throw things
1: up on the wall because you know, I am the gamer. I am and the I'll fan. I'll just stay poker faced over here. Yeah, uh, exactly. Gary just gets to stare off into the camera, but you know, for me, I get my wish, right? Gary growing up being the big Xbox guy and being the big halo guy. I get my wish of Halo, the TV show, coming out, hopefully. It yeah. They have announced the next year, right? But we'll make sure that stays true. But that's something really near and dear to my heart that I'm really excited about. We've gotten different iterations of Halo out in that kind of entertainment sphere before, right? We've gotten little taste of Fall of Reach and then the Halo, I don't know even what you'd call that, the lock television show, I guess, way back in the day. Yeah, but, I remember. Yeah, so there's some really special stuff there. And I really hope and wish that this halo television show was a lot of fun and great because yeah that's a universe i really love of course i think halo fans would raise their hand and say man i'd love to see gears of war right gary you think of coltrane you think of dom and marcus and i think that would be a ton of fun to see some lancering of uh some locust hordes out there would be cool another one for me and barrett because you know this year psychonauts 2 dropped i would love a out there Psychonauts 2, like Netflix. Oh, God, yeah, so but, like, no,
0: but no, one, but, no one but Tim could write it, right? Like uh, no you, doubt, you, you, right? You, you wouldn't dare to step into those shoes.
2: Yeah. So, and the, it, and it, the way that Psychonauts 2 ends, it feels like it sets up, like, what that you... What, there could be more going on in that universe that doesn't necessarily need to be a game, but could yeah. be more of, like, a, a, a televised thing, which, yeah, I'd be down for.
1: Yeah, so it's always cool to think about your favorite franchises or games that you connect with, right? I think we all think of Mass Effect, Right, you see Amazon now talking it over, maybe releasing something like that. And th- there's a lot of awesome games that I wish would have more, but I've always cherished the time that I have with them, and that's all that really matters, you know, Gary. So mm-hmm. I had to ask you about the Mirror's Edge because that was a cool tweet you put out. Everybody goes wild, wants to ask you. Questions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna,
0: st- I'm gonna stop doing it though, because honestly, oh, it's, it's Gary, more trouble no. than it's worth.
1: It's so cool because we get to learn more about you, Gary, and we get to see that kind of side of you, which is really cool. Like you said, right? Some of those things you got to keep close to your chest, but it is awesome when you open up and share a little bit of it. And I think people get excited about that and see what, how cool that industry is and can be for sure. But, you know, when you got me thinking of Mirror's Edge, you talked about the game and the story and stuff. I'm really happy of what Mirror's Edge was. And now where I still get a little taste of Mirror's Edge in Dying Light. You know, that franchise is that parkour free running now mixed with zombie action, right? But I do love seeing the DNA of Mirror's Edge in Dying Light where I'm free running around the city. I'm jumping and grabbing onto Legends. I'm ziplining across rooftop to rooftop. I really love how that team kind of took that DNA and put it into a zombie game where you're hacking and slashing, shooting, and you're battling zombie hordes with that free run, which is really, really cool to me.
0: Yeah, the 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 problem from the Hollywood point of view, often, and I think this is part of what did it did Mirror's Edge in, um, is that the projects that are that often have the most interesting stories or the most interesting like creative reason uh, to develop it as a television show or a movie or whatever, um, aren't necessarily always the biggest commercial successes. Like Mirror's mm-hmm. Edge does have a really interesting story, and Faith is a really interesting character and it's a really interesting world, and they did an incredible. Amount of world building. When I was working on it, they sent me all the stuff, and it's oh my god! I actually realized the world was this built out. But they really <laughs> put a ton of work into it, and it looks as you know, it's gorgeous, it's beautiful, it's very kinetic, it's fun. Um, but the games weren't big hits, right? They they, they it was, yep. we were lucky we ever got a sequel because it was a really interesting idea. Um, but they but they didn't set the world on fire commercially. And you know, when when you're pitching a project to Hollywood, the creative part of it is only half the equation. They think often it's it's less than half. The lion's share of it is. Well, how do we know we're going to make money? Oh, well, because the game sold, you know, 50 million (laughs) copies or whatever. But if you can't say that, if the game wasn't a commercial hit, then it's harder to make the argument that the TV is going to be a commercial hit.
1: Through that, through that. Well, Gary, let's jump in. Let's talk about some Xbox. Let's talk about some Halo and catch up on the week that has been. Of course, this is the Kind of Funny X cast. We post each and every Saturday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, Roosterteeth.com, and of course, your fav- favorite podcast service around the globe. Don't forget that you can support Kind of Funny in a multitude of ways, whether you're going over and subscribing on our YouTube channels totally for free. You're checking us out over on twitch.tv slash Games, where you can smash that follow button and support watching Kind of Funny Games daily live or the Twitch streams that we do. You also can support on Patreon and watch the show live or any of our other content live or at your own time without ads. And a new way to support us is over on epic remember if you're buying a game over on pc via the epic game store please use our epic creator code kind of funny at checkout it's no additional cost to you we'll get a small portion of that purchase and you can support the kind of funny crew in a brand new way over on the epic game store we'd like to thank our patreon producers for the month of december kransky tyler ross delaney twinning julian the gluten-free gamer alex j sandovals james hastings casey andrews and Greg Miller returns to content next month. Nick should quit now. I don't know who that is, but nice Patreon producer name right there. A big thank you to our sponsors for the week here on the XCast, Honey and Razor, but myself and the team will tell you about that a little later. Gary, let's jump into it. Let's talk Halo multiplayer because last time you and I were on, we talked about the progression system, the battle passes. XP, and there wasn't enough of it, and what could they do? Then we saw the first step right in the right direction. They gave you 50 XP per game. Well, Gary, I'm happy to report as of this week that has changed just a little bit. To give you a little taste, let me bring in Mr. Uni himself from 343 John Unisek. He writes on Twitter, When we made our initial change to progression, which added daily play one game challenges, updated weekly challenges, and doubled the duration of double XP boosts, we promised that we'd monitor the data and make additional changes if needed. Now it's time to follow up on that. After seeing how XP was earned with those changes, we noticed that players were starting their sessions with slower payouts than we'd like. To address this, we'll be increasing the XP payout for the first six matches of each day. An outline of this update can be found on the next tweet. So, it looks like this, Gary. For the first six games that you play, you will earn the following. Game number one, 300 XP. Game number two, 200 XP. Game number three, 200 XP. And four, five, and six will all earn you 100 XP each to make a total of 1,000 XP for your first six games. You don't even have to win the games. You just get them. And then after that, you will return to the 50 XP right there. So, Gary, that's one full bar of your battle pass. That's one full level. You and I've talked about it. A thousand XP. How does that make you feel? Are these the right changes you want to see to kick off the you know following holiday break week?
0: I mean, so just so, just so far as the progression and the reward system is concerned, and the, yeah, there's been a lot of conversation around that, and a lot of the you know the the dis- dissatisfaction has been has been um, arrayed around that, and rightly so because it is a bit um you know if it it felt a lot like pushing a boulder uphill right when you're getting 50 xp a game uh 20 you gotta you gotta run 20 know, apart from any like bonus xp you might get for specific challenges or whatever if you're just looking at like xp earned per game 20 matches to go up one level it's very very slow um contrast that to mike i was just playing four guys season six this past week because that dropped as well as you know uh, went into Fiesta mode. Uh, it's funny how the Halo and Fall guys have got Fiesta mode going right now. Jumped into the Fiesta Carnival with Fall guys. Literally played one game and like dinged two levels and got a bunch of goodies. And you, you immediately go, oh no, thanks Fall guys. Yeah, this is great. Let's keep going. And obviously, in each each subsequent level, you got to work a little bit harder. And then you you know you go over to Halo and yeah, these like really really kind of granular gains. It start you kind of it does really feel like you're not being rewarded as much as other Battle Pass systems. Have done uh, historically in the past. So a couple of things. First of all, I do think this is a good change. I I, I went in and jumped in uh, and played a couple of games. I think it was yesterday, the first day that it was that it, that it was a, it, it was activated this new system. And yeah, seeing I actually had an XP booster running, so I got yeah. I, I got like I got like, like six hundred XP just for that first game. Um and 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 yeah, I, I, first of all, it makes it it's it's much more generous. Basically, now six games. To, you know, to, to level up rather than twenty, I like the fact that it's on a sliding scale. I think it encourages you to log in and play every day because those first co- even if you only play a couple of games, those are going to be the ones that that pay out the most in terms of yeah. um, XP. And also the other the, the thing that I think is most encouraging about it is that how quickly they responded to it. Right, like they they got right on this. It wasn't like you know like you look over in the battlefield world right now. Like the battle you know the battlefield community is really complaining about twenty forty two, and there's a lot of ill will over there and the EA guys, the DICE guys, I think are running rushing to catch up with all of the all of the things that they feel like need to be done. And they have implemented some changes, but I think far more quickly than that, you saw three three, four, three, like immediately, like just within days. And I guess it's not that much work to kind of tweak the back end to like, you know, add more XP or whatever. But the point is they did it. They listened and they responded. And I think that that is encouraging uh, going forward. And in fact, I think it was just today I saw another post um from uh the from their community side talking about uh some of the other issues that they want to be responsive to, like in playlists, and yeah there's a there's a long look as much as people are loving the game, and let's not lose sight of the fact they're all loving playing the game. The more you play it, the more you know your your frustrations with what's there and what's what what's not there start to creep in, and you become you're kind of more aware of the things that you wish the game was doing differently. and as the community is bringing those those questions and those concerns and those criticisms. Uh, to the four, I think three four three is doing a very good job of, of of showing us that they're listening and and implementing changes very quickly as well.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. I think this is a good another step in the right direction, right, Gary? I think we talked about this. This is going to be a big battle for three four three to completely rework the battle pass in a snap of a finger, like we all want, because we're playing the game twenty four seven, right? That's not logically possible. They're going to need to take small steps before the big step and the big change actually happens but this is the do- this does feel rewarding right we logged on today Gary me and the kind of funny crew and i could see bang there was 300 xp now 200 i gained a level just like that playing matches as fast as possible and it felt good it was wild right especially after where we've been the last week where it was like oh this is going to take forever here right it did feel good and it's actually now that we've talked about it so much it's got me back on the okay, now I'm really looking at challenges hard. I want to try to do the challenges. But still, again, it does make me feel like I'm not helping the team at certain facets of the game, Gary. Like, I saw a couple of them were like, oh, Mike, you got to go get a kill with a ghost. And now all I'm thinking in my mind is like, I got to find a ghost. I don't want to do anything else but find the ghost because I need this challenge done. And I feel like I'm letting the team down. But it is nice to see the progression that we're making With these small and subtle changes, I think 1,000 XP a day for six games is a lot, right? That's a full level in the battle pass. It makes you feel good. I know it's not the Fall Guys method, right, that you and I are so accustomed to, or the Fortnite. But it does feel like it's a step in the right direction. So positive for them, especially during the holiday weekend, right? These guys and gals worked really hard to fix that and change that for what is November 29th, I believe. They dropped this information. So right after the holidays, they changed that. So good on them. It was now, nice you know,
2: after after playing like the the first two days were like I I played for hours that first day, and mm-hmm. I I think I had just gotten to like level oh. two, and then playing today it was like I don't know after like three matches I already was like up to like a level, and I was like oh this is mm-hmm. this is a much better pace. So uh, hopefully like. And I I know what you're saying, Mike, with like the challenges and stuff, like uh, encouraging people to not actually play the game and stuff. But I wonder if the, you know, with the more uh, regular kind of XP by playing games, if people are going to be more willing to, like, save those challenges for, like, other games where they're, like, willing to bullshit. Like, bull, uh, full, uh, big team battle, right? Where it's just like, yeah. all right, there's a lot going on here. I have I have a minute to go find a ghost to go kill some people, right? Uh, whereas a lot of people are trying to f- do these challenges in, like, uh, arena modes, which is, like, way more hardcore for Vivor. we need to be focused on the goal kind of stuff. So uh, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's a small step in the, the right direction, I think. Gary, let's talk about taking another step in the right direction.
1: You tweeted out earlier, and a lot of the community has talked about it, Crossplay cheaters on PC. Of course, Uni came back again, being one of the community managers from 343, and says, let's talk about cheating, Gary. Unfortunately, cheating is a natural part of supporting a free-to-play PC game, and it's one we anticipated. It'll never go away entirely, but we're prepared and committed to releasing constant improvements to our games, systems and taking actions on bad actors gary you tweeted out that you're like hey i just want to be with my xbox people right now i don't want to deal with all of this are you encountering a lot of cheaters on the multiplayer
0: just briefly first of all i do i i, I want to get back to the to the subject of progression because i want to talk oh about yeah hit me with that about, about cosmetics but we can but we can do that next in okay. terms of in terms of the the cheating You know, there's a bit. For me, my my personal experience with Halo, I I find the funny thing is I've never. Fall Guys would be the only other game that even comes close. I've never encountered a game that I feel so compelled to play, and yet which makes me so unhappy when I'm playing it. Like I'm never fucking happy that I play that I spent the last two hours playing Halo. I'm always in a bad fucking mood because I'm not particularly good at it and it just always seems so unfair so here's the thing so i actually i tuned into your um stream the other night mike and i'm so jealous of your mindset i, I was i was watching you play and you're pretty good. You got some skills, so that's good, right? That's something I, I, I'm envious of your skills. You got a good team going. But the thing that I'm most envious of is you've just got such a laid-back attitude to it. Like when you when like when some horse shit happens to you and you like run around a court, run around a corner into like three other guys are like fuck you up. You're just like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I see how it is. Well, let's go again. Whereas I'm like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I get really, really annoyed and I get really ragey and I get really angry. The fact of the matter, Mike, is I'm just not very good at the game and I have tried everything to get better at it. So I've been playing, I'm gonna gonna make a very sad admission to you here. So I busted out my, the, my biggest problem with the game is I'm just not very good at aiming, right? I get the basics of the game. I get the basic mechanics and the fundamentals, but like whenever someone sh- shows up in my target retic- reticle and I want to kill them, my reticle's all over the place because I oversteer, mm. I over-aim, I yeah. overcompensate, And I want to have like more precise kind of dialed in precision aim. So I messed around with my, with, with my controller settings and I dialed it all right down, but it's still very loosey-goosey to me. I busted out my elite controller, which I very rarely use, um, because with the Elite Controller, one of the n- nice things you can do is uh, remove the thumbsticks, and underneath there's a little screw that you can turn that will actually adjust the tension yes. on the sticks. So mm-hmm. by making the sticks kind of a little bit you know, tougher to, to push and pull around, you're less likely to over-aim. I still found it a little bit sloppy. So I did some research, Mike, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being paid to advertise this product, I swear. I'm embarrassed that I sent off for this thing. I found this on Amazon. Have you seen these? This is from a company called Control Freak. Okay, and these I've are heard precision of precision rings. Yeah, yeah. And they're like little cock rings for the thumbsticks <laughs> on your <laughs> controller. And what you do is you put this, you put this like little basically, it's basically like a thick elasticated rubber band yeah, yeah. around the controller. And that provides a oh, little reading from the back here Control Freak precision rings improve your aim by adding resistance to stock thumbsticks. This oh. prevents overshooting. So you can take more accurate shots. I haven't tried it yet. Oh, this package wow. is still unopened. But I'm the, the point is, Mike. This is how low I've fallen. This is what I'm desperate to do now. I'm ordering bullshit accessories off the internet to try and improve my aim. So when, when I when I get rocked really really badly in a game, I'm not. It's hard to know, and this is the frustrating part. If someone's just way better than me, or if they are, or or if they are actually. Cheating, which sometimes feels yeah. like it's edging into that territory, and we and you know you know me Mike, I go on about cross pro, cross play and cross progression all the time. I love that everyone should be able to play together. The problem when you have PC and console cross play is not just I mean it's an interesting dynamic mouse and keyboard versus controller everyone in there together i think it's an interesting question if you took, if you took the best four mouse and keyboard players in the world and the best four controller players in the world put them in a match who wins that's a tournament i I'd, I'd like to see and maybe that's a way to to, to definitively answer that question but the problem is cuz they can't turn it off because hacking is much more it's not you know it's it's not it's not something that doesn't exist at all on console but it exists way 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 more on pc we all know this there's just no way to feel secure that you're not getting cheated on, right? And so yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm not quite sure why Microsoft has decided in the ranked games you can you can select it right, controller only, mm-hmm. mouse and keyboard mm-hmm. only. Although again, you, know, you can just plug a controller into your PC, right? I'm not sure if it's really if it's if it's if it's discriminating based on system or control method. But I I would like to going forward have the option to be in just a console-only lobby so I can feel at least a bit more secure that when I inevitably do get whacked in the head 20 times a game, it's simply because that person was better than me and I don't have to worry about whether or not they were cheating. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's tough, Gary. You know, coming hot
1: off of a full year and a half of Call of Duty Warzone, right, that has been plagued with cheaters since the jump, when you make these free-to-play games, right, there's no punishment, Gary, right? These people get banned, they just go make a new account. They do it again, they get banned, they can continue on, right? So without that $60 barrier where it's like, oh, am I really going to cheat and then get banned and have to buy the game again? It just leaves the door open. And so, so far right now, I've probably run into about five cheaters total in my day uh, for Halo so far. So I don't feel like I'm getting it run rampant like it is in the war zone, but you can tell it's starting to progress that way, right? I'm sure people are starting to find packs on the internet they can download and jump into. And it does ruin the fun, right? Like you talked about, Gary. It's like my mindset is like, hey, I'm here to have fun. Yeah, sometimes we're going to get competitive. But when you are just overrun all the time by cheaters, it starts to wear and tear on you. And I think that's a big issue here with the free-to-play game, especially with Halo, that is trying to take over the mind share once again of the general audience, right? It's like if you jump into games and you start getting run over by cheaters, you're going to find a new game to play. There's no questions about that. And so, yeah, 343 have a big task on their hands to look at the anti-cheat, look at the free-to-play model. How do they incorporate it all? How do you make a better system? Because right now, you and I can't even uh, like in-game report. We have to go to a website, type in that person's name. They ask us for video proof as well to help elevate that. And you and I both know that's a lot, right? Every Tom, Dick, and Sally, all they want to do is say, hey, Gary's cheating, click the button, report him. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want to do. And so right right now there's barriers to do that where, you know, Gary might cheat and I might not ever report him because there's too much to do. I'm just trying to play and have fun. So it it will be interesting to see how they battle that especially
0: for the life. And I don't know what preventative measures are currently being taken. Like you said, the, the, the fact that it's free to play is both a blessing and a curse, right? We love that it's free to play. It's bringing Halo to a much bigger audience. Free is great, right? We love this. And, you know, there's the monetization, I think, you know, is, is not particularly uh, aggressive or grabby. It's, you know, it's just cosmetics. And the, the cosmetics are crap anyway. Like, I'm not going to spend any money on that stuff. So, yeah. you know, I, I spent $10 on the premium battle pass. And I feel like that was worth it in order to at least be able to go through all the progression uh, tiers. Um but yeah, the, the the downside is that when it's free, there's no way to stop people just you know recreating accounts when they get banned. It's one thing if a game's sixty dollars, how many times is someone going to want to go out and and rebuy the game and create a new account for sixty dollars? But when it's free, you'll go all day long. So it's a real issue, and I'm not an expert on the technical side of it, but you know you see in other games discrete tools being used. Remember when in, in, they used to, hacking used to be a big problem in fall guys. All the time you'd see hackers, we'd see little beans flying around and stuff, just hovering above, you know, the the play field and just cheating and and running out the clock and just flying around and all kinds of hacks. It would just make you not want to play the game. Then they brought in a system called Easy Anti-Cheat and the hackers went away almost completely overnight. That that system was very, very um, uh, uh, effective. Valve Anti-Cheat has been very effective in uh, many, many Steam games like, you know, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds and others. Uh, that I've seen, you're never going to wipe it out completely. I just, so I, I just, I would be interested to, to, to get, to dig a little bit deeper into when they're saying, oh, you know, we're going to be, you know, taking measures and on top of this, I'm, I kind of want to say, yeah, but like what, Like explain to me exactly how it, what it is that you're doing. Um, because they, they may not have like a discrete branded, uh, anti-cheat, you know, uh, technology, on on top of the game that is advertising itself as protecting the game they probably have stuff kind of discreetly on the back end that they're doing but i'd be interested in in knowing more about it because again i i I honestly think that 99 times out of 100 right when i get beat in in halo it's just because the person was better than me that is far far the the, most by far that's not in any way difficult to believe that someone's better than me at halo it's very easy to believe uh every now and again though you will see something that just seems kind of off and it just just knowing that they're out there like it just you know you want to have that security of knowing that you're playing in a in a secure environment and you know i've been looking at some websites where people have been posting videos um and it's clear that it's happening it's a thing it's a real thing and it's a shame i'll never understand the mindset uh of cheater. like where's the satisfaction i don't get it
1: no doubt gary it's the worst and here's another one let's talk about gary of course people in the comment section are going to come after us and just say, "Well, just turn off crossplay on your Xbox, right? And just limit it to only Xbox users." And I think that's a conversation where you look at it now when you look at 2021 the gaming landscape that we're in, right? The world is all about crossplay. It's about having the larger audience to keep your game alive, right? Do you want them to just disable crossplay, Gary, so you can play with only Xbox people or do you Look at it as like, I need, I want everybody to be able to play. I want to play with my friends no matter where they are. And I want to feel like the anti cheat is working. But do you want to get to the point where, oh, I'm chewing up only Xbox people only?
0: It's really interesting. I, even, even if you took the cheating side out of it, and this is why you can make this distinction when it comes to ranked, where people are taking the game more seriously. I do want to, I, I, I want to, the other thing I want to know is when somebody beats me is like, well, did they beat me because they're just better than me at the same control method? or is it just because they're using mouse and keyboard? Like, I've been mm-hmm. tr- I've tried to use a mouse and keyboard and I can't, I'm just not as comfortable with it as I am uh, with a controller. Strange strangely, I come from a PC background, but on halo, I just enjoy playing more with a controller. I just it's easy for me to find all the different you know, you know there's so many different buttons, right? whether it be melee, uh, jump, sprint, crouch. There's so many different things that you need to like have you know access to in a millisecond. I personally just find that easy to do on a controller than you know however
3: I map my keys on a keyboard. This episode is brought to you by Razer. With all the advances in gaming technology, you probably thought gaming laptops couldn't get any more beastly, but you thought wrong because you have yet to meet the razor blade 15 advanced it's packed with the latest and greatest that intel and nvidia have to offer that will take you to new gaming heights the razor blade 15 advanced provides high performance gaming on the go striking the perfect balance between power and portability the razor blade 15 advanced models are equipped with stunning custom calibrated displays that include a full hd panel with an incredibly fast 360 hertz refresh rate of course andy cortez would be thrilled to hear that and if they that- that weren't enough the razor blade 15 advanced has a cnc milled aluminum chassis with a matte black anodized finish the Razer blade 15 advanced has a long list of premium high-end qualities that make it the easy choice in gaming laptops head on over to razor.com to give the gift of gaming this year or splurge and get yourself a machine that can do it all again go to razor.com check out the Razer blade 15 advanced and next up shout out to honey folks we need to talk about your online shopping habit because if you don't have Honey, the free online shopping tool, you're straight up doing it wrong. Honey is a browser extension that scours the internet like an algorithm pirate searching for buried promo codes. When it finds one that works, it applies it to your cart automatically, sort of like the mythical hero Robin Hood. We've just mixed metaphors here, but you get my point. I've saved thousands of dollars using Honey over the years. It is so simple to use. You install it once, you don't need to think about it, and then anytime you're buying something, it just applies the codes. I've saved so much money on Hue Lights. Whether it's a big store like like Best Buy or something smaller like an Etsy, this is going to help you save a lot of money. Honey supports over 300,000 stores online. Uh, and if you don't already have Honey, you could be missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in just a few seconds. And by using it, you're doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Uh, so get Honey for free at joinhoney.com kinda. That's joinhoney.com kinda. Seriously, if you're not using Honey, you're messing up. Joinhoney.com kinda.
0: But to answer my own question, I mean, to know what you think of this, Mike, I think if you did put the best four mouse and keyboard players up against the best four controller players in the world, the mouse and keyboard players are going to win because it, it, there's no argument it, you're just faster and more precise. If, the, it, it, if you assume the skill level is equal, the control method is this control method is just it, it's faster and more precise.
1: Gary, that is a pay-per-view that I would pay for because I do <laughs> want really to know the answer that is that there, there's part of me that totally agrees, right? I've watched mouse and keyboard players now. I've done it myself. I feel the accuracy. I feel the speed. I feel what you get out of that. But then there's another part of me that's like, Halo has been on controller for 20 plus years now, right, Gary? Like those pros, you think of Nick Merckx, right? You think of Ninja. Those pros have grinded on controller. Those guys right now in the HCS are the best at what they do on controller. And it's tough to think that like those guys would lose to just because we're playing on mouse and keyboard. So. I, I don't know. It feels yeah, that but a here's the thing. Possibly. But here's the thing that it's now like that on. now
0: that Halo is fully fully on PC and there's going to be and there's going to be a lot of the a lot of the war the best Warzone players, the best Apex Legend players, the best PUBG players, the be, the best mouse and keyboard shooter players. Uh, now that they're migrating to Halo and getting the hang of it, give it give it a little while for them to settle in. 99 percent of that skill set is going to co- going to cross over, right? Halo is is a very particular. Kind of shooter. It's got a longer time to kill than most other shooters, but you run around and shoot people. You aim with a mouse. You know, you jump around, you sprint, you crouch, you melee, all that kind of stuff. Ninety-nine percent of that is is gonna is gonna carry over, and I think that you want once once there is like a, a. the, the, the mouse and keyboard people, the skill set has had a chance to kind of settle in and bed in and get fully familiar with the mechanics of the game. And again, you get to a point where you say like, these guys are as good as these guys. And the only difference is what control method do you have? I think that, I think the mouse and keyboard does give you an advantage. If you are as good, if you are as good with a mouse and keyboard as someone else is with a controller, you're going to beat them. And I, I know that I, I'm not even going to the comments this I, week, Mike, cause I know let, it's, gonna, it's gonna they're going to, it's going to go crazier.
1: Let's just put it out there. Hey, HCS, halo competitive scene. Put this together during the big Raleigh Invitational that's going to happen in the middle of the v- December. Find the very best, and let's just put on a fun best of three match as I was, an intermission match. Listen, you know I, I mean? was watching, Do it I up.
0: Was watching our, our pal Dr. Lupo is playing today in a, uh, a $50,000 Halo tournament. Yes. He's a mouse and keyboard player. He is so fucking fast. Like you you, you wanna here's the thing. Like for I'll give you an example like in Halo. You're getting shot from behind. The time it takes, even if you're very, even if you've got your sensitivity dialed right up on the control, the time it takes you to turn around, you're at a disadvantage. If you're getting shot from behind and you're a Twitch mouse and keyboard player, you can 180 in a in a fraction of a second and get Um, on that guy. Don't you agree? I,
1: I feel that, Gary. I coming from playing a lot of Warzone this past year on mouse and keyboard now trying to do mouse and keyboard and controller on halo and jumping back and forth there's no question my mouse and keyboard quickness is so much better and faster but i just have a better like just control i feel like on my controller side and so I go to controller because it's just what I know what I love. I
0: think this is a very commercial event. I think we've got to pitch it. The controller versus mouse and keyboard debate has been raging for years. Pitch I feel it. like Halo is the perfect forum now to finally settle it. Let's do it. Let's let's find the. Like, we should do two separate tournaments, right? A mouse and keyboard tournament, a controller tournament, and the winners of each play each other in the final bracket.
2: And then whoever like. wins, uh, the other uh, has to be completely erased from the gaming sphere. So if the keyboard and mouse win... <laughs> No one else is allowed to use a controller anymore. We have it's to just controllers like and uh, only play keyboard and mouse. Plug Barrett, it in what do you PS5 think? Like uh, Nick Scarpino does. What?
0: I, I, what do you think on this debate?
2: Uh, the the keyboard mouse versus controller yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I don't, like. I, I would probably say keyboard and mouse is probably where you're gonna get more of the the skill uh, because there is more control, uh, very specific control of your accuracy and, and stuff like that. Um, I personally don't care. Just play, play whatever you want to play with, Uh, except if you're Tim and you're doing the weird hybrid half controller, half mouse and keyboard, then you're, then you're a sinner and we don't want to acknowledge. Oh yeah. He's wild. (laughs) I like what he does. So I I
1: like what Tim does and I would like to try that, but Gary, let's keep it moving. Let's stick on the topic of halo. Let's talk right now because I want to know what you want from halo. We're seeing fixes being done to the XP and the battle pass, but we're nearing the release of Halo Infinite, right? The total package is what we'll call it on December 8th. And there's a lot of question marks right now on the multiplayer side that we all have seen and played right now. It's like, what do we want? Because there's a limited amount of content that we currently have, 10 maps, three game modes, right? We'll call that three different playlists. You can choose from X amount of game modes, which within the game you can play. And so what I really want to talk to you now is like, What are the things you want to see progress moving forward? Because going back to our good friend Uni over at 343, here's the tweet of the day. Let's talk about Halo Infinite playlists. We've been reading your feedback, and we're working on plans to add Fiesta, Tactical Slayer, aka SWAT, and Free For All playlists as we speak. But they won't land on December 8th, but the team is pushing to get them in before the end of the year. Gary. You have three game modes to choose from big team battle, casual, and ranked. We're not including the bot training facility. You have different game modes within them. What more do you want come December 8th and onward, really? Do you think that there's a lack of content?
0: So, first of all, let me let me take this opportunity to, to, to get to that cosmetic part that I wanted to Yeah, get in as there, well. Gary. Tell me. So we were talking earlier about the progression and the XP and how you know it's it's better now that you move through the battle pass and the and you know you're advancing in level more quickly. But what does that really mean, right? We all like to see the numbers go up. I, I'm happier to be level 33 than I, I, I am level 32. It's nice to see the numbers go up. But what does it really mean? Like, what's the actual reward other than being a higher number? Your number isn't even advertised when you go into a battle, right? Nobody knows right. what level anyone else is. So you don't get to brag about your your level. Um, and so what you're getting is these cosmetics. And the problem is, and this is my big, my biggest criticism, the cosmetics are just lame. They're just not very good the samurai armor, the samurai armor is pretty cool. But for the most part, these cosmetics are so minor. And so, and some of the specific outfits, the esports outfits are very, very cool, but you know, that's one specific locked outfit that you cannot then customize or change. Once you've got that, that's it. You cannot do anything else with it. In terms of like customizing your guy, you know, now you've got a new chest piece or a new wrist piece or a new shoulder piece or whatever. That's cool. But like, they're all all so generic and so dull and the colors are all just kind of the same. Somebody posted an image on one of the forums earlier this week of the level one starting armor and like the level 100 or whatever it is armor, like very, very high level. And it was like, spot the difference. Like what's the difference between these two armors? You can barely even tell the difference. And so I would like to see them get more adventurous and a, a, a little more interesting with the cosmetics So some of the kind of flaming effects and stuff that they add later on are interested in, but like how excited do you want me to get about a visor that is ever so slightly different to the color to the visor. I already have. It's not that exciting. And so, for it's me, watching the number theory. go up is not as interesting as like, no. oh, look at this cool new piece of armor that I'm rocking. I can show off on the battlefield. But especially in a game like this, you're running around so fast, you're never even gonna you're never gonna see that shit. It's not you can't possibly tell what people are wearing, what they've earned. And then the other issue is because you can buy you you can pay to progress. When I see someone wearing level ninety nine armor, I don't know if that's because they're a really experienced player who's grinded you know, hundreds of hours to get there, or because they just paid a hundred bucks. They just paid a hundred bucks, right? Yeah. Right, now, likely,
1: right now, right now. After a week of gameplay, I'm pretty sure we can say very few to a small percentage of people have actually earned the full battle pass with how the challenge system works. But you know, Gary, it is really weird because I there's parts of me that totally agree with you, right? I look at it and I'm like, man, I look at this new Anubis armor that they just put in the storefront. and so I'm like, that doesn't speak to me. The colorway looks very odd. Then you look at another storefront item and it's just like, they're selling you a knife that you can put on your chest or a knife that you can put on your leg. And it it feels like, man, these purchases don't really give me that much bang for my buck because they're so small, right? We talked about the Warthog selling you just a black windshield of the Warthog, right? Or decal that you put on one of the vehicles. But I also, on the flip side, kind of like that, right? Like, I like that they've dove so deep into the customization that they give you so many options from one shoulder pad or the other shoulder pad, right? Because I think of, like games like Call of Duty and Fortnite, where it's like, you just get the skin. You just get the banana guy and you're the whole banana guy. You don't get to customize that much of the banana guy. And so I like how in-depth the customization is, but on the flip side, none of it has spoken to me, Gary, right? Like the colorways that I see that are for sale or earned on the battle pass aren't that cool to me. I don't like any of them. I like rocking this HCS skin because I think it is the cleanest looking. I think it's the most detailed they've done. And it's really interesting of like, HCS skins are clean, Gary. The other ones are like armored, like tattered and dirty. And it's like, can I choose between clean and dirty? Why do I always gotta be dirty if I choose a different colorway? But like on the on the other side, I'm super clean and it looks good. It's a really weird one when it comes to customization. And then the flaming skull and the flaming armbands just don't speak to me right now.
0: Really. Yeah, the, again, the biggest issue for me is they're just a bit. Like the core, you know, Master Chief style Spartan armor, it's a cool design, right? And all the variations on it are very cool as well. But but the cosmetic customization, it's to me, it's very... It's just drab, right? It's it's mm. boring. It, 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 when you think about other games, you know, again, these are these are different kinds of games. But Fall Guys has all those wacky costumes. Even in Warzone, you know, you can do the they did the 80s action movie, you know, guys. And obviously, these are more mature games that have had a lot longer to, you know, add these uh, features. And Halo's got its core values where you know you're not going to be running around like looking like someone who doesn't look anything like a Spartan. That's always going to be the base. Look again the, the, for me the Samurai armor is a cool example of how you can go go and get a little bit more adventurous with it without you know breaking you know the design yeah. rules of the world and I hope they do more of that. Let's get on to playlists. So it's you and I talking were talking about playlists. Yeah. So you and I were talking about this um before the show. The game's been out long enough now and people like you and I have, have played enough of it to start to kind of get a sense of how much is really there, right? And what 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 what, what we like what we don't like, what our frustrations are. And I feel like we are now just starting to get to the point after having played a, a lot for this past week or so, just starting to feel like we're starting to hit the edges of, of you know, what they launched with. It's a really good, <clears throat> excuse me. And this is all, it, I think this is all it needed to be. And I think it's not even officially out yet, right? It's still technically in beta. beta but what yeah. they launched with is a really good Halo multiplayer data kit. Mm-hmm. But that's what it is, right? It's a starter kit. And the whole point about a starter kit is you build out from it. The biggest disappointment, the, the, if, I, if I could flip one thing right now and change it immediately, and I think they are going to be looking at this, is take the randomization out of the playlist. So that if I want to play capture the flag, I can play capture the flag. If I want to play oddball, I can play oddball. You, don't, you just don't know what you're going to get, right? Because it rolls the dice on you know the game mode and the map Every single time. And that that's that's you know, that, that that you can make the argument that keeps it fresh, keeps it interesting, forces you to try different things. But every now and again, like I have I have I, I personally like oddball, but I have people I play with who fucking hate it. And when oddball comes up, they're like, oh fucking oddball. i I personally don't like the power seeds game. And when that pops yeah. up, I'm like, oh, really, we gotta do power seeds. But you get but you get on with it, you know? And so I think again, this is what they launched with. It's a good baseline. It's a good starter kit. We obviously need more maps. We obviously need more playlists. We need more game modes. I, I, again, it feels silly to be complaining about this right now because it's so early. We know these things are coming. We know they have a roadmap. They're they're talking about it r- literally right now today, talking about all the things that they're going to add once they go beyond launch. A year from now, it's going to look, I'm sure, a lot more robust, and we're going to see many more maps, many many more game modes, much more customization. Uh, in terms of like you know being able to kind of have the Halo experience that you want on any given night when you log on, if I want to play this, I can play it. I don't, I'm, I'm not like at the you know at the mercy of some random number goddess that's going to decide if I play you know capture the flag or Slayer. Um, the key, I think, the key is this: the 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 foundation that they they launched with a really really strong foundation. The reason why this game has been, I would say, almost universally. Well received, right? We, we have seen the criticism. I think the criticisms about the playlists and the, the cosmetics and the battle pass mm-hmm. are all valid. And we've, and we, and we've talked about those. What's, what's most encouraging, and that's all fixable as they build out the game and grow it and respond to con- the player feedback. The most important thing is the, the fundamentals of the game are solid, right? It's just fun to play. The weapons feel good the maps are well-designed, you know, the, the you know, I've already had, like, so many, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened type moments. Like, the game generates those kind of epic moments. I'd probably press the share button. Remember when I said to you back on an early X-Cast, I'm like, do we really need a share button? I never use it on my you PlayStation.
1: It, I've used it all it. the
0: time in Halo. Like, you know, I, I, I pick someone out of the sky with a sniper rifle. I'm hitting that share button.
3: Right? <laughs> I love it, Gary. And yeah. Yeah.
0: So it, 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 it does a great job of, of, of creating those shareable moments, those kind of fishing stories that you want to tell to your buddies. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, I can wait until I tell you what happened in this Halo match last night. It's just really, really fun to play, especially if you're playing with a, you know, a group of people on voice comms. So the mechanics, the fundamentals are strong. They have a great foundation to build out from, but obviously they do need to build out from it because even now after just a couple of weeks of playing it, we're starting to feel a little bit like, okay, what else you got? You know what I mean?
1: That's interesting Gary. I know a lot of people are giving it kind of the safety net of quote it's in beta, right? And that's understandable. But when you look at the calendar, right? And we get to release day, we're on week 3 of multiplayer being out. We're going to be on week 4 and beyond when this releases fully on December 8th. And I am a little let down. I am a little uh cause for alarm, I should call it, on December 8th that the team might not update the playlists, right? I think that's something for me. I understand it in the beta. You keep everybody together. You can work out the kinks. We really don't have one game mode lacking in player base as opposed to another during this first testing three-week period. But I thought for sure on December 8th, when this game released, we would elevate those playlists and really open it up to give us a wider breadth of different games that we could play, right? When I look at it, there's a lot missing there. I think on the ranked side, I would like to see ranked Team Slayer and ranked ranked Um, objective, right? Like we've seen in all other Halo games before. And then when I look on the social side, I would like to see social Slayer, social objective. I would like to see Fiesta or SWAT become a permanent mode, right? To give you something fresh, something fun to play. It's been three weeks and we've been really limited to just the three playlists that we have. I thought for sure on launch day, we would elevate that and expand it out a little bit to give players more choice and allow you to try some other things. And then on top of that, game modes, right? When I look around, Gary, where is free-for-all? Why isn't SWAT in here? Where's one bomb, right? Where's bomb assault? Where is, uh, of course, infection mode that we all know and love? There's a lot of question marks like 2v2 and other game modes that I thought for sure would be implemented by now or on release date. But to hear that the team is still working behind the scenes to maybe put that in later on or kind of limit what kind of game modes are put in during certain times is a little of a question mark to me, Gary, because Halo multiplayer is the biggest and baddest thing. That is something Xbox players have loved throughout the 20 years. And to get a very limited slate of game modes and playlists on day one doesn't feel quite right. And I'm a little worried about that because we're going to hit four full weeks of multiplayer content by the time it's Friday next week. That's a long time to be playing the same 10 maps and you know, three game modes essentially with Oddball Slayer and Capture the Flag in that ranked playlist. That's that's not enough to me, Gary. I'm not I'm not pleased with that.
0: Yeah, it's um this this obviously is the issue. Anytime you you make a game for a live online audience, a very you know rabid audience. The Halo the Halo fan base is very big, very passionate. They want this stuff and as soon as you deliver it well again whether it be a new halo shooter whether it be battlefield warzone world of warcraft uh, apex legends new world you name it anytime you deliver a new game to to a uh, to an online audience that's going to consume that content you're constantly you're constantly kind of laying down the railroad track as the train is like threatening you know to go over the edge of it because the audience is going to consume that content so quickly they're like okay what else you got. World of Warcraft would 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 drop a new expansion and a new raid boss and there would be there would be high end raiding guilds that would kill it you know within a couple of days and like okay what else you got. It took them 6 months to build that raid. And, and and people and people fucking are now are now farming it in 2 days. Because those high end players are going to do that. It's like how do you how do you feed this this insatiable beast, right? There is this kind of ravenous fan base that you have, and, and at the same time you're putting all these other fires, right? Well, okay, so the, the Halo comes out right away. Well, we're not happy with the Battle Pass. Okay, well we'll work on fixing that. You six guys go fix that. uh But what about cheating? We're having problems with cheaters. Okay, you guys go work on the cheating. <laughs> um Okay, but now they are not enough maps. It's, it's like it, 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 I'm not trying to. I don't want to make apologies for them, but. And I personally, I would like to see to answer your question specifically. I would like to see. I don't know if they've if, they, if they've suggested whether or not this will or won't happen, December 8th, the actual full kind of 1.0 release of the game, would feel like an appropriate date for them to do the first real Yeah, here's here's a new mode, here's a couple of new maps or whatever. Yeah, like agreed, here's, here's agreed, a little yeah. refresh. Um at that point though, I don't know at what because I haven't spent a lot of time playing other shooters and watching how they've grown out and progressed in terms of new play modes, new maps being added. I'm not sure at what rate it is reasonable to ask or expect them to keep adding new content. I just know how I feel having, having been, been played the game for hours uh, almost every day. I've been playing every evening uh, since it came out. I'm now at the point of feeling like I'm cycling you through. I'm getting to that. Okay. What else you got? Kind of, I'm loving what you've got. I just want more variety.
1: Right, and that's why December 8th should be the day, Gary. You would think that December 8th would be the day. Version 1.0, the full launch of Halo Infinite. You think that that would be the day. And so it will be interesting on our next podcast next week, right, when the game is officially out, we'll have this conversation. Did they add anything new? Are they really sticking to later on in the month before the new year? They'll give us maybe a game mode or two, maybe three. We'll see, but uh, we'll find out with that. Let's talk about another one, Gary. Let's talk two more things here on the things we'd like to see added, fixed, whatever you want to call it. Uh, let's talk about maps really quick, Gary. You have 10 maps that released. Are you happy with the maps? Would you like more maps on day one? How many more maps do you really need? What do you feel about the maps? Are you enjoying them?
0: I think I, th- yeah, for the most part, I think they're good. The bit, the, you know, there's obviously two sets, right? The big team maps and then the smaller four on four maps. And I think they're largely, there, there isn't like a single map that I really hate. I've got my, I've got mm. my preferences. There are ones that I like more than others, but I've not encountered one. Where I'm like, Oh, this is the map. Oh, this is the bad map. This is the one that I don't like. I think they're all very, very good. Um, and I think they all, you know, lean into kind of different, there's, there's good places to snipe and hide. And, you know, there's, you, again, I've been playing for long enough now. I'm starting to learn the maps and figure out, you know, you know how it is. Like half of these maps, half of, half of the battle is knowing the map, knowing Correct. the routes, knowing yeah. the spawns, knowing the spots where you can hide. Uh, and I'm starting to learn that now and, and the the longer you play the more you get a sense of, a, of of an appreciation for Oh, I see why they designed it the way that they did because that created like a bottleneck or you know that you know you players are definitely going to engage in this area or it gives you a variety of different ways to approach an objective They're all very cleverly designed, especially the big maps I think the bigger a map gets the harder it is to kind of you know design it well because you don't want it to be just like a bunch of random space I think there's, I I, I never remember the names of any of them, but I think there's a couple of maps in particular that I think are really well designed on the big team battle side. But again, yeah, much the same as with game mode. It's, you know, I'll I'll play, because it's completely random, we had a situation, I think it was a couple of nights ago, where the same map popped in a row three times, different game modes, but the same map three times in a row. And that's going to happen when, you know, there's only six sides of a dice or a die, right? Yeah, that's that's my tough part, Gary, is, There's
1: 10 maps, and I've broken it down like this, Gary. There's five small maps that you're going to see a lot of 4v4 maps, or 4v4 ranked gameplay, social gameplay on. Then there's two medium-sized maps that just feel a little too big for 4v4, Gary, but sometimes they're sprinkled in there. That is, of course, uh, Behemoth, and that's the other one is Launch Site. So you'll occasionally see those, but they feel almost too big for 4v4. And then there's the big team maps that you know, right? The big three, Deadlock, Fragmentation, and High Power. And like, those are great. But for me, like you said, Gary, right? This is going on week number four. Five maps in a small 4v4 rotation just doesn't quite feel enough. Maybe if those two maps that I consider medium were thrown in more. Like, think to yourself, how many times have you played Behemoth and or Launch Site? truly and honestly? Not many times. They don't. They seem in this weird area where they're not being thrown into ranked and social gets them occasionally. And then on the flip side on big team, they're definitely not getting thrown into big team. And so it's like really weird. I wish there was, I wish those two maps were smaller and they were really guaranteed in that playlist rotation. Cause I don't feel like I see launch site and behemoth enough
0: yeah and i and, I, and it's funny i think this, this is a criticism that speaks to how much we're enjoying the game right as we just wish there was more of it it's like being given a mm-hmm. delicious slice of cake and going, oh my god that cake was so good is there any more and the guy's like no that was it like oh yeah i yeah, yeah. really would have liked another slice of that cake but right now we're waiting for microsoft and 343 to deliver that other slice again the key is this the foundation is good the starter kit mm-hmm. is good the combat mechanics the gunplay you know the the maps that are there. They know what they're doing. It's just fun. to so as much as it makes me rage, as much as it makes me want to toss the controller, I, I keep coming back because they, they they've 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 dialed in that gameplay mix just right, both in the four v four and in the twelve v twelve modes. It's chaos. It's fun. There's all kinds of shareable moments. Like you, it, it's re- it's a really really fun game to play with friends, in particular. I'm having a blast with it. We just we we like it so much. We just wish there were more of it. And again, okay. so the the question comes again. The question becomes: At what rate is it reasonable to expect them to keep building it out and again i think that that december 8th date feels like it would be nice for them to add even even one more map. again just one something fresh and and as you go into 2022 again the the community post that i saw today suggested that they 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 are they obviously have have a roadmap. they have an eye on more maps more game modes um you know there's there's a lot of different game modes from halo history that you referred to earlier that can be brought up to date I think there's still an open question of whether or not they ever wanted to try a battle royale, um, or you know, just just you know, what other things can they bring into the mix? There's a there's a lot they can do with it. Um, and again, I don't know. i here's, I it's not like I'm banging my fist on the table, going, God damn it, Microsoft! Where are my new maps? I've already I'm already bored of these maps. But I am at the point where I'm like, oh, this one, this map again, or this, yeah, yeah this yeah, mode yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. It's like you just, and again, six months from now, a year from now, three, four, three, four, three have done their job the way I expect them to, in which they really need to. We're not going to have this problem anymore because there's going to be so much more content. But yeah, it's funny. I'm surprised it, we are getting to that point now. And I'm surprised people didn't notice it earlier or, or maybe they were. And I didn't notice them talking about it. But like people were saying, even from day one, like this game is great. But there's actually not that much of it. It's just a handful of maps and a handful of game modes. So my final one, Gary, that I want to talk about
1: and see your thoughts on, of course, is the store. And I know the comment section right now is going to go insane because everybody has a certain type of feeling about microtransactions. But for me, Gary, coming from Fortnite, Apex, and Call of Duty, right, these games that have shown the free-to-play model or really just the live service model with the storefront. I noticed that Halo is really stuck to their guns of very limited selection. Yes, I know it's a beta, but we're getting to full release soon of like very limited selection that changes once per week. I would like to see the store have a couple of items that change daily. I think that was something I really liked in Fortnite where it was like, oh man, when I turn on the game, I want to look at the store. There might be something new added. There might be something enticing for me to open up my wallet and buy and pay for, especially in a game but we just talked about cosmetics, right? Like we really like the detail in all of the cosmetics. Sure. It might be lacking in our general interest, but I do really love the world of halo. And I like the idea of the different color palettes that I'll put on my Spartan. I like the idea of maybe different cool attachments that might go on to the outfit itself. And so I look at the storefront and every time I, I get a little let down because it changes once a week. And I know it's a beta still, but, I do wonder on December 8th if they'll look at that storefront and see how they can elevate it to, you know, drive more microtransactions, support the team like that, right? Whether you buy them or not, it would be interesting to see if they'll go to that daily rotation model with two or three items or bundles and then still have the weeklies
2: right now.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, this is the one area where you can, of course, be assured that they will not slack off or drop the ball because this you is where they make the money. Role. This is yeah, where uh-huh. they make their money. Um, if they add another map that doesn't necessarily you know, players are happy, but that doesn't add necessarily make them any more money. If they add like a really new cool piece of armor that costs 10 bucks and a lot of people want it, that's how they make their money, right? We know it's a free to play game, right? $10 for the premium battle pass, which I suspect many people, uh, picked up. Uh, but beyond that, you know, this, they, they decided not to make this a six, they could, they could have sold a lot of copies of this at $60 and, you know, to people who aren't on game pass, they will, but you know, the whole game is obviously uh, included in Game Pass as well. But yeah, this is, the, this is the free-to-play model, right? It's all cosmetics. And we know that there is a lot of money to be made. Activision makes a fortune selling Warzone cosmetics, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 even like Counter-Strike and these games, you know, the Fall Guys store. People buy this stuff. They love their cosmetics. They love having this stuff. So Microsoft knows there's money to be made there. So this is one area where that, you know, it's like, oh, what did we forget to do today? Oh, the thing that we make money doing, like that's not going to happen. Like I, I, I again, I think as they ramp up, they will make sure that there, there are, you know, there will be plenty of offerings and, and things to keep you interested. My question is, and I, 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 I and I don't want to tempt fate by asking this: might there be? other way like you know could there be like a map pack or something that, that they mm. can release in the future like here's when here's, they here's a bunch that? of new maps oh. but it's 10 but now it's 10 bucks for this uh, or like oh, the you, starter you kit was
1: free nowadays. you're not allowed to do that nowadays gary because it segments the audience too much and right, they know right. better yeah,
0: that's a good point a i think back I, in the day, they used to do that oh yeah well the i mean the, yes they did but the, again the the point is what I've taken mike that again you're looking at this business model is very, very, very well established, right? And has been now for a while by games like Fortnite, by Apex Legends, by Call of Duty Warzone, where it's basically they make the it's like you don't need to sell anything else, just sell mm. the cosmetics. The shine, the shiny gold gun, the John Rambo skin, whatever it might be, just purely cosmetic stuff. People there always will be people who buy it. And I think it probably is, you know what, you know, the same thing in the mobile economy, they, where they like 90% of the income comes from like 5% of the player base. The so people, they call the whales that spend yes. big money, right? People like you Mike, you're a whale. Like, you're a Halo whale. A whale you know, sure. it. you're a whale. And <laughs> so you, you are the, you are, you are going to be people like you, Mike are going to be the linchpin of Halos economy, right? Yeah. The, the first person to buy those cosmetics and keep the game free for the rest of us. We should be grateful to people like you who splurge, or you just people out here income. getting mad
1: at me. I, I, I'm throwing my money down because I'm I'm down with it. I want to support. You're, it, spend, right, you're
0: spending your money so that I can have the game for free, and I'm very very grateful uh, thanks, to you Gary. for that. So no, I, that. I, again, I do th- I, I do think that again. Let's let's imagine, let's speculate what Halo is going to look like next Christmas, right? What's going to like one year in, and we'll and we'll circle back a year from now, Mike, and we'll do like what's the state of Halo Infinite one year yeah, in? I what like yeah? That. What have we looked at? We can predict that now. I think you know again if they've done their job if they haven't dropped the ball we're going to hopefully many more maps many uh, many more game modes maybe a few other things that we're not expecting to keep things interesting more special events right the, I was kind of so so on the Fiesta event but I think that it shows that they can keep things fresh with lots of different ty- you know types yep. of themed mm-hmm. events seasonal events seasonal skins you know like what's what's gonna what's gonna happen at Halloween like, I love that kind of shit. Are we gonna have like pumpkin head master chiefs oh, running around? No doubt, like, Gary. Yeah, we love you know, orange and black themed, you know, shiny Halloween skins. Like that's the kind of stuff we like to see. That's the kind of stuff we want to have fun with. And I and I think a year from now, I'd be very surprised if there is not a very robust uh microtransaction store because that's without that, they don't have a game. I'm pretty excited about it, Gary. Let's see if we become Santa Claus
1: here at the end of the month. Maybe they'll put out a Santa hat, you never know. But of course. Everybody out there listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, please let us know. Tweet at me and Gary or leave a comment down below. Let us know the fixes and the changes you would like to see in the Halo Infinite as we up as we get closer to the full release on December 8th. And of course, what game modes, playlists, storefront, whatever you would like to see added into the game. And of course, my final question as well to everybody out in the audience, should there be ranked big team battle? Because that's one of my favorite game modes slash playlists. And I'd like to see ranked Big Team Battle come it, back. It's but too, that's my it's question too for you. It's chaotic
2: almost. Though. I would love uh, that.
1: What? I want to get 12 of my friends, and I want to feel like we're playing for purpose Baron, I think that's yeah. the issue is it's so chaotic and, like, lefty-loosey. And, like, I like that it's chill, but I want to get 12 of my friends, and I want to feel like, Oh, I, we're commanding a squad now, and we're going out for a purpose, and that's what I want to see. Right? That's think, that's they, the thing they,
2: that they seem like opposing ideas to me, but more. I would get it.
0: You know, it's it's it'd be difficult to implement, but I would be. I would. This is an es- another esports event that I would watch would be um, a big team battle tournament against two organized teams of twelve with full. Oh communication yeah, yeah. Bases, right? I like that. So it, I like that. The, the best you can hope for in big team battle right now is three squads who are all in communication. With, you know, within the squad and, 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 have, you know, good cohesion and know what they're doing, but there's no way for those three squads to coordinate as part of a bigger team, right? They could all run off. Like, you know, it, it, if we, if it was fully organized in a big team battle, you'd say, okay, well, these guys are definitely going to hold back and defend the flag. These guys are going to go get it. Mm. But you what you watch big team battle. And sometimes the flag is totally undefended because everyone's trying to go get it's it. Mayhem. Yeah, and it, and it is just an absolute mess. And so I think if there are a way to I think there'd be a way to do to do ranked big team battle. I think It would be very interesting to see the dynamics of a game of that size. But you'd have to have a way for all 12 players to organize themselves as a single unit, not just three you know, separate squads that are all kind of doing their own thing. The other thing that I find fascinating, and I don't know if, there's, if this is something that's been very opaque on Microsoft's side, and it's the kind of thing that they may not ever reveal kind of more detail on but there's been a lot of conversation a lot of i've got a couple of players who are way better than me that are at that diamond onyx level who mm-hmm. really really care about their rank who are really thinking about like how they rank up and down uh and i've been watching i'm, I'm only silver six but i've been i've been watching my rank i started at silver five i grind, grind my way up to like halfway through silver six i want to get to gold one uh if i can and i'm watching my rank go up and down as i play and i'm having a hard time correlating my performance in the games. To how it affects my rank, and right now yeah. the algorithm, I'm not entirely sure what it's looking at. Is it looking at wins and losses? Is it looking at individual team performance? Is it just your KDA? There's, I feel like there's a lot of different things that it's tracking that is probably more complex than just you know simple like kill death ratio or whatever. Because I'll, I think I'll do, I, I'll play a few games where I feel like I perform poorly, but my rank will go up. So the algorithm's doing some stuff that that I don't understand. I think that's, it'd be interesting to get to the bottom of how that works.
1: Gary, I'm going to reach out to 343. I'm going to get you that answer because I would like to know that as well. But let's end this podcast with some fun, with some laughter and some smiles. I have brought up HaloTracker.com. You can oh, go don't do this. Do this to this me. is unofficial, official, but like this is definitely unofficial. So don't think that these are your true, like up to date stats. But it's it's very close, and we're going to look at Gary and myself because I say that because I look at it and it says lifetime overview. The time that I've played is 29 hours. But then when I go over to Steam, where I've played mainly, it's at 60 hours. So I I don't quite know if it's matching up fully, but it is a fun little perspective that we could take a look at. And Gary, I want to touch on one thing. Of course, when we talk about this, we're going to laugh, we're going to smile, and then we'll come back and check in a week or two weeks because you're going to put those uh controller stick condoms on and you're gonna oh tell God, us if they yeah. actually work. I'll, yeah, I'll, the I'll report back next week on how the these cock went rings, thank you shot rings yeah but uh, when I look at yours Gary right now your shot accuracy thirty-two percent Gary so thirty two percent better than mine that is currently at really?
0: 29%. So you are better wow. than me at that, Basically, Gary. Basically, roughly one-third of my shots hits, basically. Yeah, one-third of okay.
1: the shots. So not okay. bad. Not bad, yeah. Gary. So look at that one, right? You're, you're and then batting
2: t- like a th- yeah, like 3 three three three, right there. Yeah, if that was like, a yeah. batting average, I'd be yeah. pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. People
1: would be calling you, Gary. That's right. So <laughs> then when I go take a look over here, you're at 42% wins,
0: right? You've won 133 matches, 159 lost. So I feel like I've lost so many more than that than I've won. But you know what it is? Uh-huh. It's confirmation bias. You don't remember the wins, but you steal on every loss. Oh, yeah. you know you yeah. do. That
1: is right, Gary. When we look at it, right, I look over here and I see um, your damage dealt versus your damage taken. Your damage dealt is at almost a million, right there. Your kills, 2,600, 2,616 kills. So not bad on that, Gary. You actually have, due to this Halo treasure, more kills than me. I have eighteen hundred kills, Gary. So you are what's my what's my KD? Your KD. Let's see if they show KD. Your KD .83. 0.83 Gary. With us, so let's the, see if we can. Oh, and guess I've, what? We're tied. So let's see who can get to one wow. first. Gary. I guess
0: for me, for me, one is the baseline, right? You want yeah, to keep one is where you got to be, Gary. If able I if I do like if I do twenty kills and nineteen deaths, I'm really happy. If I do if I do nineteen kills and twenty deaths, I'm pissed. You just want you just want to be what, on that right right side to, of that 1.0. point
2: move down to 1, Mike. And uh, you yeah. have a competitive shooter guy, so you're going to be in the nowhere. like I wasn't really into the I haven't been into like the competitive shooter with my friends mm-hmm, since mm-hmm. high school in the the Black Ops days, right? We're like we're going 2.0 or more and a 1.0 is failure. Like well, when did that kind of change for people? Cuz I feel like everybody now is like I, I got to hit a oh, 1, it's, it's
0: like 1.0. Is that 1.0 like the baseline uh, for most people
1: now? I think one is the you feel good about yourself. That means you're even, right? Like that's where you want to be. You want to be contributing to the team. You want to be breaking even. Once you go over one, that's when people start to look to you, right? And yeah, I'm sure 1.2, 1.5 isn't that much of a looker. But like when you see somebody with a two or above, then you start going, oh my gosh, that person is insane, right? But if you can get to 1.0 as an average player, like all of us. You feel pretty good about yourself, right, Gary? Like you said, right? Yeah. If I can go twenty and, and nineteen. I'm up right there, and I'm happy.
0: Yeah. You know? And it's, yeah, it's just a personal thing. You want to, you want to get over on them more than they get over on you. Where the, the only time that I start to kind of feel more, where, where I feel like it has more of an impact, is if if I'm in a team Slayer game, whether it be big team or just four on four, and it's first to one hundred or first to fifty, mm-hmm. and the other team is three kills ahead, and I've been and I've got three kills but six deaths. I feel like though, I feel like I'm the reason we're three behind. You know what I mean? I feel like
1: that's on me. I think like you talked about the approach of, you know, remembering having fun and also remember like these stats are also carrying over with everything, right? This is quick play where you might be just shooting the shit with your friends. This is ranked where you might get competitive, right? But like in all honesty, every game I go into, I have one goal and that is just to try to finish positive, right? I don't need to hit 20. I don't need to hit 25. If I can go eight and seven or eight and three or 10 and five, That's what I'm really looking for lately, Gary. That's what I'm mindful of when I hit the battlefield as of late. It's like, how do I go positive? That's where I want to be. I want to go positive. Of course, help the team with the objectives. But even when we do objective games, I want to see if I can stay positive the whole time is my challenge.
0: My, my my. um, and I touched on this earlier when I was talking about how I I admire your positive attitude when you play and you don't let anything get you down, is... What I want to try to do is just like, get into a better mindset because you always got to remember it's just a game. And again, I, we all rage and we, rage quits were a real thing. I've done it. But mm-hmm. like even in Fall Guys, when I would rage quit, I'd go, oh, yeah, it's, kind of, it's a kind of funny how annoyed I'm getting. But there's something about Halo. I actually get really, really annoyed. And if I have a, a really bad game, as I often do, where I just feel like I just cannot get a break. We've all had these games where right? you just cannot get a break. Right. Every time you go into a one-on-one, there's some other guy that comes around the corner at the last second and fucks you over. Or the second you get a kill, someone kills you right immediately. You get a moment to enjoy it. And I'll end up with like five kills, but like 10, 15 deaths, like a really, really bad game. That will, that will really linger and sit with me. I, I feel like almost embarrassed to admit this, but I get really annoyed about it. I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I playing this game? It's just making me angry. And I know, I, I, I'm not. I'm sure I'm not the only one. A lot of other players feel this way, but I feel like the key to enjoying this game is not how good you are at it, but how well you know you can enjoy playing it no matter what happens. It's like when I used to play golf a lot. I'm terrible at golf, but I don't care. I'm out having a good time, and whether Acting or not good. you know, I, I you know have a bad score, it doesn't matter. But I play, I play with some people who are way better than me, and they take it so seriously that at the end of the day, they had a much better round than me, but by their own standards, they didn't, and they're pissed. I'm, I, I'm glad I had a day out golf, and they're stewing on the fact that they, that they got that bogey on 12 or whatever. And so that's the key, right? Just remember that it's a game that we're all here to have fun and win or lose, we're all having fun together, and don't let it get under your skin. And I'm preaching to myself as much as I am preaching to everyone else. Yeah. Right? This is a lesson I need to learn myself. I was really steaming. I was really steaming a couple of days ago. I was in a bad. I just had one of these sessions where I just could not get a break. You know, we've all had those days, which is I just got fucked over again and again and again. And I had to, literally had to let like, go like, go calm. I was so annoyed. I don't know what this, what it is about this game. I guess it's part of the reason why Halo has been so compelling over the years because it has that, it grabs you and it, may, it makes you want to be good at it. And so when you're not as good as you know you can be and, and played a great game yesterday, but for some reason you can't get into the groove today, it just has that, it just gets its claws into you. And that's the
1: best way to end this episode, Gary. Halo is back. And what you should be thinking is, how do I go play with my friends? How do we have a wonderful Friday night together? How do we smile? How do we laugh? And how do we do some dumb stuff? That we can make into clippable moments. So I challenge you all out there listening. Go change up your mindset. Go have fun jumping into Halo Infinite. And we'll see you next week. Where of course we'll all be playing Halo Infinite campaign. So we'll talk about the story of Master Chief himself. Spartan 117. With that Spartans. Go hit the battle arena. We'll see you next week. Peace.